from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hello, everyone. It's Eves checking in here to let you know that you're going to be hearing two different events in history in this episode. One from me and one from Tracy V. Wilson. They're both good, if I do say so myself. On with the show. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class. Today is July 14th. Gertrude Bell was born on this day in 1868 in the English town of Washington. Gertrude Bell was a real person, but she really seems like the hero of a novel that I would love. She was a Victorian lady adventurer and a poet and a diplomat, basically a daring, brilliant, eloquent archaeologist who was the first woman to earn a first-class degree in modern history at Oxford. At the time, most Oxford universities did not offer enrollment to women at all. She went to Lady Margaret Hall, which was one of the few Oxford constituent universities that did. Not only is she completely not a fictional character, her diplomatic work really helped shape the Middle East. Her uncle was a British ambassador in Iran, and Bell traveled there in 1892. By that point, she had already taught herself how to speak Persian, which was one of many languages that she knew. This visit to her uncle really sparked a lifelong passion for the Middle East. But she didn't stay there for very long. She traveled the world until the start of World War I, exploring, mountaineering, and working as an archaeologist. Once the war started, she wound up working for the Arab Bureau in Cairo, along with T.E. Lawrence, also known as Lawrence of Arabia. 
She was the only woman who was working for the British government in the Middle East. Uh, She later on became the secretary to the British High Commissioner, Sir Percy Cox. The work she did involved working with the local people to convince them to join sides with Britain to fight against the Ottoman Empire. She became convinced during all of this that Iraq needed to be an independent nation and it needed to have an Arab leader simultaneously. She was kind of a colonialist. She had a lot of the same mindset as a lot of other hardcore colonialists at the time. But she was also really dedicated to the people who were living in what would become Iraq. So in 1919, she wrote Self-Determination in Mesopotamia, and that wound up earning her a spot at the 1919 Peace Conference in Paris. In 1920, she wrote Review of the Civil Administration of Mesopotamia. In 1921, there was a conference in Cairo that established the modern borders of Iraq, and she was there. And she also helped the I, the king of Syria, win popular support in Iraq. He became its first king on August 23rd of 1921. After all of this, Gertrude Bell became the honorary director of the Department of Antiquities in Mesopotamia. She helped establish the Iraq Museum. She was also the person who found a bigger location for it in 1926. But she died suddenly on July 12th of that year of an apparent overdose of sleeping pills that was just less than a month uh, after the museum opened. It was just shy of her 58th birthday. And the monarchy that she helped establish in Iraq lasted for 37 years through three kings, ending with the July Revolution on July 14th, 1958. Thanks to Eves Jeffcoat for her research work on today's episode, and to Tari Harrison for her audio work on all of these episodes. You can learn more about Gertrude Bell on the November 19th and 26th, 2012 episodes of Stuff You Missed in History Class. And you can subscribe to the Stay in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for the end of a tribunal that lasted almost 400 years, but today is often more associated with some sketch comedy. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot. 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. A quick content warning before we start the show. This episode contains mention of Nazi eugenics. So if there are children around or you are sensitive to this kind of topic, you might want to skip it. Hi, I'm Eves. Welcome to This Day in History class, a show that reveals a little bit more about history day by day. The day was July 14, 1933. Nazi Germany passed the Law for the Prevention of Genetically Diseased Offspring. The law mandated the forced sterilization of people with disabilities and furthered the goals of Nazi eugenics. Sterilization is the process of making a person unable to reproduce. Hitler's deputy, Rudolf Hess, said Nazism was applied biology. In Nazi ideology, the Nordic or Aryan race was biologically superior to all others. Through their racial policies, they aimed to eliminate any biological threats to a so-called healthy Germany. Eugenics, or the practice of attempting to improve the genetics of a population by increasing the occurrence of hereditary characteristics deemed desirable and reducing the occurrence of those deemed undesirable, was popular in the United States, Brazil, Canada, and many European countries. Forced sterilization and the encouragement of reproduction in people who were determined to be fit to do so were common in those eugenics movements. Nazi eugenics and the law for the prevention of genetically diseased offspring grew out of existing eugenics policies. German physicians and scientists who supported so-called racial hygiene before the law was passed continued to support Nazi policies that ordered mass sterilizations based on scientific racism and false ideas of genetic fitness. With the backing of medical and scientific professionals, the Nazi regime carried out a program of hundreds of thousands of forced sterilizations and euthanasia deaths. The law was based on a voluntary sterilization law created by Prussian health officials in 1932. It was co-authored by lawyer Falk Rutke, director of public health affairs Artur Gutt, and psychiatrist Ernst Rudin. According to the law, people who were likely to have a child with, quote, serious physical or mental defects of a hereditary nature should be sterilized. People who were subject to sterilization under the law included people with, in the law's words, congenital mental deficiency, schizophrenia, manic depression, hereditary epilepsy, hereditary St. Vitus's dance, also known as Huntington's chorea, 
hereditary blindness, hereditary deafness, and serious hereditary physical deformity. People with chronic alcoholism were also subject to sterilization. The person subject to sterilization could apply for sterilization. The state physician or the head of a hospital, nursing home, or penal institution could also request sterilization for a person. Applications would be made to the office of the eugenics court, which was attached to a district court. Once the court decided a person should be sterilized, the operation had to be done, even if it was against the person's will. If necessary, direct force could be used. The law came into effect on January 1, 1934. Though there were courts, the decision to sterilize was often based just on the petition and some testimonies, and the patient was not always present. The three-member panel that reviewed petitions consisted of two doctors and a judge. Most of the petitions ended with approval of the sterilization. The sterilization method was typically either vasectomy or tubal litigation, an invasive procedure that caused many deaths. Many of the people sterilized were in asylums, but the main targets of the program were people who were not isolated from society and who were of the age to be able to reproduce. The application process, courts, and physicians, and scientists gave the program an air of legitimacy, but in reality, the decision to sterilize just came down to who the Nazis thought would contaminate the gene pool and weaken the national body. They even sterilized people for their anti-Nazi beliefs. Around the world, some supporters of eugenics praised the policy, and people outside of eugenics movements also thought the policy was a good service for public health. Other people denounced the policy and feared the mass persecution it could cause. The Nazis went on to experiment with ways to sterilize people that didn't require as long of a recovery period. The sterilization of people based on hereditary illness and ambiguous categories of disease morphed into the murder of millions of people in the Holocaust. The sterilization program was largely suspended by 1939, but by the end of World War II, the eugenics courts had ordered the sterilization of an estimated 400,000 people. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If there's something that I missed in an episode, you can share it with everybody else on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at T-D-I-H-C Podcast. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 